Welcome to the new How to Sports Podcast from North Carolina. That's the Lounge 167 Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. You already know I got my two favorite codes with Mike and Johnny. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Lounge 167 Podcast. I am your host, Chris. You already know I got my two brothers in the building, Mike and Johnny. How y'all fellas feeling tonight? I'm good, man. Good, ready to eat tomorrow? Turkey week. <laughs> yeah, I already know. Thanksgiving special. Oh, yeah. Most I have to start the, um, not the purge, but what you call it? I'm going to say starvation, but uh, I probably won't eat it again until till, uh, that main dish is thrown out. Oh, What's man. the main dish, Mike? Yeah, a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. They ain't eating breakfast tomorrow morning. <laughs> nope. You, you know, my mother-in-law is trying to have breakfast tomorrow. And I'm like, man, look, it's no need. Yeah. yeah. Really no need. Now, on Christmas, I know that's kind of like tradition, but, you know, Thanksgiving, not so much. Yeah. Well, man, let's go ahead and get on into it, man. The NBA, you know, a lot happened since we last recorded, man. And um, the Lakers picked up a couple of additions. They picked up Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, Dennis Schroeder, um, Mark Mark Gasol, and um, did they pick up somebody else, or is that it? But I think I think I think that's it, I think that's it for right now. Right now, but um, do y'all feel like the Lakers can make another run? Um, next year with, with the additions to their team? Mm, I mean, I think they could. I think they'd go as far as LeBron want them to go or allow him himself to go, you know? Like, it's okay to put all these pieces together, but if we're only going to depend on LeBron James and making sure that, you know, uh, he's he is uh, going to continue being the captain of the ship and, you know, we rock to his beat, then nothing else matters, I guess. Nothing. I think n- nobody else matters who they bring onto the team if LeBron is not where he needs to be to lead them. How about that? I got you. What's your thoughts on it, Mike? I thought I think it was definitely upgrades, but I guess my only thing would be chemistry because they did lose a lot of those guys last from the last year's championship team. I think Rondo, even though he wasn't a big scorer, just having that floor general, right? The second unit can come back and hurt you, but I thought they definitely upgraded. And uh, my biggest question will be chemistry because with the shortened season and um, and all that goes into that. So, but they definitely can repeat. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they picked up some good, solid role players. So I think that's what they was kind of lacking last year. Um, I think I'm pretty sure Mark Gasol will come off the bench and um, Schroeder. So they they they're gonna be all right. I think they will they they will make a run, but I don't think this it'll be a dominant run. But I know they will make a run. Um, I Charlotte Hornets was in the um, media all last week, you know, with the drafting of the metal ball. Then they turned around and signed Gordon Haywood to a what four year, hundred twenty million dollar deal. Um, let me let me get y'all thoughts on that because I. Uh, Right now, it seems like the city is kind of split on the signing of Gordon Hayward. Where y'all stand with that? Was it a good deal or a bad deal? My thing is, 
that's probably uh, next to Kevin Walker. Probably the only lucrative contract I've ever seen come through Charlotte in years. Uh, too. Um, if this is the start of something new, then I'm interested in seeing what's going to happen. You know, this is this is a, a statement. To me, it's a good statement for one. You know, uh, Gore Hayward ain't gonna push up. I think he's still um, got a little bit of uh, a little bit of gas in the tank, career-wise. Um, yeah. it, it like I said, it just be interesting to see who uh, you know who Jordan puts around um, Mello and, and Hayward at this point. And uh, what's your boy uh, Graham? Yeah, so, I think yeah. I don't know. I like it. I like it. I like it. Only if, you know, if they're going to follow up from that now. If they come back with some old bullshit, then I can't support it. Good fit, bad fit, Mike. Um, good fit, personnel-wise. Finally show, shows Hornets fans that, you know, they are trying to at least get in the playoffs. Everybody knows they don't have a contender team. Money-wise, I don't agree with the giving him the max, the four, the 120. But you know, free agency, that's how that's how it is in football, basketball. You're always gonna overpay for a free agent. Right. Um, but I think it's a good move personnel wise. And once again, too bad we can't have fans, but I think that would be another um attention grabber or you know, help sell tickets. Right, right. Um I also think it's a good fit personnel wise, like you said, Mike. You know, I think he definitely fit in the system in Charlotte. But like you said, money-wise, nah, even though they got rid of Batum's contract, uh, what, 27 mil this year, it's like, if y'all was going to waive Batum's contract, y'all could have probably held out on going Haywood if y'all going to give him that much money. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they could have found a solid small forward to go in that position. Because it's not – right now his track record is not that good because his health. So – that, that's the really the big question mark to me. You give him all this money, is he going to stay healthy? Just like with Nick Batum, remember Jordan gave him all that money and he rarely played because he wasn't healthy. Like, So th- that's my biggest question on it. Batum, he had a player's option, so yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Hornets had no choice but to pay him because he opted in. Right. Because he knew if he hit that market, wasn't nobody going to pay him no $27 million, So Yeah. yeah. Well, he got off there. Yeah, yeah he, he really did. did. Um, bad news for Golden State fans. Uh, Clay Thompson got injured during the pickup game. I think he went towards ACL or Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Warriors picked up Wiseman in the draft, and they also got Kelly Oubre in the trade. Um, with that being said, do y'all think if the Warriors do not make the playoffs this year, do y'all think we should drop the superstar off of? Steph Curry's name. Uh, no, I've never had that that notion about him uh, being a superstar. Um, um, you say you never called him a superstar? Not, not to determine what he's speaking on. He's like, if they don't make it, uh, you know. Is that a sign that he's not a superstar? And I'm like, I really never considered him that uh, because of the people that, that plays with him. You know, everybody else contributes to that team, not just him. Now, is he elite? Sure. Um, but I want to see him go to a different program and see if, and then ask me that question, you know? 
ask me that question. So that that's where I'm at with that. I must say, um, if he doesn't make it, he will have to drop that superstar status. Just based on the fact that CP3 got the team, OKC team, to the playoffs, and I think to what second round. Yeah. Uh, Westbrook did it without a little help. Um, Damon Lillard, he's been doing it year after year. So, at what point in time is Kerry going to be held responsible for what Golden State does, or to that same stature these other guys have have done with their teams? Well, Mike, Mike, I think you said exactly what I was trying to say. I'm, I'm gonna tell you why they. I think they call him a superstar. Granted, I don't think he's a superstar either, y'all, because he he's, he hasn't showed up in the finals anytime he's been in them. But um, I think they call him a superstar because he he transcended the game far as the shoot far as shooting. You know what I'm saying? He, so he he brought that that star power and he transcended the game. He changed the the evolution of NBA basketball. You know what I'm saying? Before he came in, wasn't nobody shooting it shooting the ball that deep. You know what I'm saying? So. With him and Clay doing it, I think that's really where his superstardom came from, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Because wasn't nobody really talking about Curry when he came in from Davidson. I mean, we knew he could shoot, but you know what I'm saying? He he was having ankle injuries, so wasn't nobody really speaking on him like that. And then when he just started pulling up from the hash, or, you know, taking two dribbles across the logo, oh, now I'm saying he's a superstar. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's really where he gets his, his superstardom from. But I don't think he's a superstar either, guys. Really? Well, I got a question since we're on that shooting, um, shooting road. Uh, would you consider uh, what, what's his name, Tyler Hero from Miami, to to, to be up and coming? Superstar? No, no, I'm talking about in the shooting category. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I think if uh, he get the right people, keep working with the right people, yeah, he definitely be a shooter. He he probably go down as one of the uh, like a Cal Culver, JJ Reddit type player. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I most definitely agree. He's a good shooter, shooter, but I don't think you can put him to the logo, logo type shooter. Yeah, that's why I said, Mike, that's why I say if he get with the right people, they train him right, you know what I'm saying? And if he can stretch his game out that far, then, you know, it, it'll happen. Um, did any other moves surprise y'all in um, free agency before we leave the NBA? Yeah, right over to the Hawks. Yeah, yeah. I think the Hawks are doing some pretty good things down there because um, they also got old buddy from Sacramento too, Bravanovich, I think his name. He's also a solid shooter. So I thought, uh, so is he coming off the bench or what? Rondo. Yeah, because they got yeah. Trey. Yeah, they got uh, the, the Trey kid down there uh, playing point guard, right? Yeah, yeah, but see, see what's that's good for Trey because he can learn. Rondo gonna teach him. You know what I'm saying? So. You got Rondo out there teaching that young man, and he, he already got a shot. So it's, it, I feel like Rondo gonna teach him the game from the neck up. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a, that was a good pickup for the Hawks. I'm gonna say, um, the white to Philly it really didn't make a lot of sense to me. As far as um, how how the you know now we got a problem with spacing, and the white does not help that at all. Um, it's like Philly needed a big a stretch. Stretch, uh, stretch big, and you know they lost Al Horford, so I don't see that happening. And I think Stephen Adams went to Pelicans. I think that was a shocker too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. But I did say that 
excuse me, that he needs to get out of OKC. I feel like he deserves to get out of OKC because Stephen Adams been there for a while. You know what I'm saying? So, what they doing? Even to go to the Pelicans, I was like, ah, I don't know about that one. Well, I I think he's going to be a, a a great addition to the Pelicans, considering uh, um, uh, you know, um, Williamson ain't really all in that good good of shape. Yeah, uh, I think it might cause a spacing problem too, though. Right, both of them in there at the same time. But I would rather have both of them figure it out. Uh, they get out rebound without having neither of them in the game at the same time, you know. But OKC, they sent a message. Uh, they supposed to be tanking last year and they made the playoffs, so they made sure they ain't going to make it this year. Right. <laughs> right. Um, also, the Celtics picked up Tristan Thompson and um, Jeff T. I thought that was a pretty good pickup. Well, especially Tristan Thompson because they really don't have any a, a real solid big man in the inside to get bored. So, but it, but is, he, is he going to be able to run with them young boys, Chris? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't think he ain't no more than 30 yeah, Tristan Thompson ain't that old. Um, let's see. I think somebody else got um I seen Hassan Whiteside went to the uh the Kings today, but that ain't important. Um also I seen a uh I seen a post was talking about a three way trade that that uh the Hornets would be interested in getting Joel and B if if he was put up on the chopping block during the season. So I thought that was kinda interesting. Who? Joel and B. Who, who will be who will be interested? The Hornets. There will be a front runner. There will be a front runner and a three team and a three team deal. So I they they all they all talking about moving uh Rozier, so I don't know how yeah. it's gonna Rozier and uh try to get Batum, Batum off the books. Yeah. So what they doing up there in um in uh, New York? What's shaking? Uh, they, ain't, they ain't made no moves. I think they signed a couple big men. I think uh, Jeremy Graham went there. Jeremy Grant, excuse me. Um, I think he went there, but they've been signing a lot of big men. I ain't seen them pick up no no guards or nothing. They ain't really making no. I think they they still they ain't still tank mode. That's crazy that they got the most cap room in the NBA and can't sign nobody. You know what I'm saying? To be a big franchise in the NBA, that's that's kind of that should be a sign to James Dolan. Like, like shit. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say because sometimes it ain't, it ain't all about where I play. It's it's about how we conduct business. Right, right. Um, let's go ahead and get into the NFL, man. Uh, last week, two of uh, big uh, in the second half. Uh, the poor play. Do you think it was a smart move on the Dolphins to bench Tua? Yes. Why? Because he's still a little baby out there now, getting his feet wet and shit. He, he, you know, he's he's proven he can play. We know he can play. Now that's you know that's uh that's brother trying to protect him. You know, as long as they winning, bench him. Shit, why not? Yeah. I think that's the smart thing you can do for your quarterback. Now, for some for some teams and their quarterbacks, that ain't always the case. So, yeah, I agree with the benching. What about you, Mike? I feel like how everything went down with the whole um, how uh, Fitzpatrick was pulled and, you know, that's your guy didn't stick with him. He, he's going to have to face adversity sometime. Right. It's kind of like your kid, you know, you can't protect your kid always. Sometimes you got to let your kids go through certain things to experience for themselves. So you pulling him when he's having a bad game is not sending him the right message. 
Um, sometimes you have to play through that. And, you know, we all play the sport. So, we, you know, you had bad games. You know, you got to play through it. So I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah, I, I'm afraid he's learning from that. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't agree with them pulling him. Because <clears throat> like you said, he, got, he needs to learn because he is a rookie. But I think the reason that they pulled him was that hit he took and he landed on that hip that he had surgery on. And they probably seen what happened to Joe Barrow early that day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, we ain't about to go out like that. So they pulled him out the game. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like this one, it really pulled him <clears throat> at the end of the day. I don't think it had nothing to do with his play. I just think they just wanted to be safe. Wow. He was playing trash. I don't think he had 100 yards in like fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. I mean, Fitzpatrick came in and led him down the field and threw that pick, but, you know. That's what he do, though. Yeah. <laughs> that is what he do. Um, my Ravens are one and three in the last four games. Took a devastating loss in overtime to the Titans, man. Off a of damn Derrick Henry Bryan. Um, so, the question was posed, what's going on in Baltimore? I guess I'm going to address it first since I'm the fan. Um, we are weak. We soft. I'm going to say we soft. I'm just going to be honest. We soft. Um, Hold on now. Oh. I'm just going, I'm just going to keep it one. We soft. Defense, on which side of the ball? Defense. The defense yeah. is soft. Um, just because they held, they held them in check the first half. I think he only had like 37 yards. Even though he's a second half runner, I feel like he watered defense. The second half, he just watered defense down. And like you can't get with the Titans, you can't not let Derrick Henry get running. You got to get up on him. So it, it's kind of between the offense and the defense. So I feel like the offense is it's just fail, man. Like they be running plays. I'm be like, what the fuck is they doing? Like, I don't understand. I just think the def- the offense is stale. The playbook is not opened up. Like it just I don't know, man. It's just hard to watch now, really, at this point. Y- y'all got any thoughts on what y'all want to say or y'all believe going on? Well, yeah, like you said, I think it's just a, this point is play calling is too too predictable. You know, first play of the game, y'all doing the um, pistol formation. I think everybody know that somebody going in motion, right? Either a little more going to hand it off or he going to run it himself. So, like you said, it's just time to. Um, Stop being predictable, and basically, stop trying to hold Lamar back. You know, right? Right. You're gonna have to learn. You know, (laughs) throw it downfield. That's what you're gonna have to do. And and another thing, Mike uh, Hollywood, he got he he got to start catching the ball. You can't cry and say use your soldiers, and when you get the opportunity, you're dropping the ball. Like, don't be scared to go across the middle because that's your job. You know what I'm saying? So, but a lot of them scared though. They want to. They are. They really are. They are. They are. A lot of them scared to tackle. You see it every Sunday, man. Right, right. That, that's another thing too, Hash. I think I, I don't think they scared to tackle. I think in the NFL now, since the strip, uh, strip fumble is so popular, everybody's trying to do it. So everybody's missing a lot of tackles. Like if you notice in every NFL game, somebody is trying to strip fumble somebody. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that's why I think a lot of tackles get broke. In that first round, you think y'all should go out the receiver? Yes, yes, Mike. I think we that boy Sage out there. We we need an outside receiver. And it's cra- it's kind of crazy that the Steelers got Claypool and we passed up on them. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's I don't know. We definitely need a receiver, but th- that's hurting us too because we young at, in the receiving group. Like, 
when we put dead when they put Dez in and they threw on those those little screen routes, like you could feel the impact Dez had because he was into the game. You know what I'm saying? The man been out the out the game three years, so even if he just got a five yard gain, you could feel his presence on the field. And I think I feel like with our receivers, you don't feel their presence. They're not they're not a threat. Besides Mark Andrews, nobody's a threat on the field. Willie Sneed be getting off. I don't know how with the slow ass, but other than that, there's no wide receiver. Yeah, I need somebody. I need somebody in defense on respect, basically. What you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got you got anything you want to say, Johnny? No, nah, not really, man. Like I said, uh, I think Lamar will get it together. Uh once they give him the proper leeway that he deserves. Um offensively, defensively, I got some work to do, but it all come back, you know. Everybody had a moments in history. Yeah. I'll just, just go ahead and send us Joe Brady, man, and we, we'll be straight. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Jackson, if we don't get on, if we don't get on, uh, oh boy. Who that? Uh, black, black uh, OC from, uh, not a black OC from uh, Kansas City. Oh, okay. Uh, Bellamy, Bellamy. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Drew Brees didn't play last week. He was out. Taysom Hill came in to start, which was a shocker. You know, everybody thought it was going to be Jameis, but they, they threw Taysom, in there. Taysom Hill in there. He kind of performed. You know, he kind of came, went in there and did his thing. Uh, do y'all feel like after Drew Brees is done, do y'all feel like Taysom will take the reins at uh, quarterback for the Saints? Nah, I don't think. I, honestly, I don't think he would want to play quarterback. You you think he have fun playing every everything else? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I seen how excited he was explaining to the world how much he enjoys being as versatile as, as he is. Yeah. So, like I said, I just I I think he's committed to being flexible. I mean, the the man talked about how in practice where he uh. You know, he's in different meetings, four and five different meetings uh, each day. Sometimes he's late to certain meetings because he's got to, like, find where they're at or whatever the case may be. Um, so, and, and like I said, he thrives off that, man. So, I just I just don't see him taking snaps like that, man. And I felt like he was nervous playing he Sunday. Nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he probably was until he got that first hit. Then he was he hit he probably hit reality again. Like oh, just a regular game. You know what I'm saying? What what you think, Mike? I don't think the jury's still out. It, it was the Falcons, but uh, I think they at least should give him a shot. But uh, like um, John was saying, he does. I think he does enjoy it. But like, I think that I think it might have started out as I'm gonna do anything necessary to make the team, and it's just been going on for all these years, but I think deep down inside, if that's what he was drafted to be a quarterback, then that's what he wants to wants to uh, uh you know ultimately be is a quarterback. So I think at least he give him a shot after Drew Brees does retire. Because he still will know the he'd be the only guy who truly knows the offense the inside and out. Right. Right. So 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 you so you don't um I guess I guess what I want to say is so you don't agree that he he probably wouldn't want to deal with it at all. No, so I think he I think he does deep down inside. I think he's a quarterback, but he did whatever to do 
to stay in the NFL. Right. I got, right. I got you. I got you. Like, you know, he when he was drafted, he probably didn't think, you know, I'm going to be on special teams, receiver, all these different positions. But, you know, it was either you're going to make the roster and do these things or you're going to be cut. So, you know. Right. He did what he had to do to survive. Yeah, I agree. Definitely agree. Um, well, he definitely making this paycheck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, he earned it now. I, I didn't even know. I didn't know he was thirty. I thought he was a little younger than that. But you know, he getting his money. Um, y'all, y'all want to recap y'all teams from last week? Uh, sure. I don't mind going briefly. Uh, I'll start off. Yeah, we got blew out. Um, <laughs> shout out to James Robinson. Um, I think he's the first, not the first, but he might have been the fastest to uh, reach a thousand yards from scrimmage as an undrafted rookie. Mm. Uh, he's third in he's third in the NFL in rushing yards. Uh, hopefully, he does get that thousand. So make sure y'all go and try to um, vote him into the Pro Bowl, to the Pro Bowl this year. Mm. Go ahead, go ahead, Egg City. You know what I'm saying? Y'all, y'all get them boys that goose eggs. You know what I'm saying? So go ahead, uh, drop your recap. Nah, uh, shout out to your boy PJ, man. You know, he uh, he did his thing. Um, first career touchdown pass. I, I know that was love for him or whatever. And then to have a shout out for your first, you know, first NFL start as well is is. It's it's a moment I guess you would never forget. So, right. Um, that boy DJ Moore, uh, he coming around, man. I just feel like he's. I, I feel like he's he, he gonna he gonna fuck around and wind up in Baltimore. Real talk. <laughs> DJ, we, hey, yeah. we'll take him, bro. We'll take him. He reminds me. I I, I I really feel that because that is you guys' playbook is uh, something he will be. Uh, you know, valuable in honestly. Um, y'all just ain't got the receivers, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, he did his thing, man. And uh your boy Sammy, he just a fool out there, boy. The the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn baby. What, Samuel. Receiver, Samuel. Okay, Samuel. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But but he a fool I, out there, I, I see the, the fans be giving him a lot of grief, man. I don't understand because he like a gadget guy, like he do a little bit of everything, you know what I'm saying? So I don't understand why they be giving him grief because y'all use him in the right way, you know what I'm saying? It ain't, ain't like he always catching uh, passes downfield, you know what I'm saying? Y'all do a little jet sweep with him. Y'all, y'all get him out in space, which is need to be in. Like when he played Ohio State, he was so good because they got him out in space, you know what I'm saying? That's what right. So. Right. And then um, running back position, you know, I don't know who this new kid is, but he, he all right. Oh, yeah, I picked him up off the street, didn't you? Uh, yeah, something like that. But uh, is your boy Teddy in? Is his job in jeopardy, or it's too too early to call? Is his job in jeopardy? Yeah, like would you just go ahead and roll with PJ, uh, or you want to see how he do next game? Um, I don't. I don't think they're thinking about that right now. I think they just want him to get healthy and try to win ball games without him. Um. If it was me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in a hurry as a GM or owner. The, the kind oh, no, of I'm talking about long term. I'm talking about for the rest of the season, just just to see what you got, because I don't think y'all gonna make the 
you know, playoffs. I mean, I, you, I mean, you never know. I mean, I got, we got a better chance than you guys making it. <laughs> you, you must ain't, you, yeah, you ain't watching games. NFC no, is, uh, you, NFC kind of <laughs> steep, bro. It, it NFC is, is tight. It, NFC is tight. It is. With Drew Brees went now, Brady playing like shit. You know. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. The fact is really done. If PJ, if PJ Walker finishes these next two games, and then Teddy give us one when he get back, they they saying he gonna be there Sunday, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You gotta hold him off, man. You can't. Like that's all we got now. Then it's right. PJ, then Greer. Right. So, you know, and I told y'all a long time ago. You know, I don't wish injury on nobody, but I just don't think uh, physically. Teddy gonna make it three years, man. And it's it's already happening early in the contract. Mm. Well, you know, but it's only what three years. Yeah. Yeah, he, y'all can get rid of that. He can be a backup somewhere. He is. Yeah. But he's gonna be good though. But oh, yeah, yeah, good good game to the, and good game, uh, good defense Sunday too, man. I don't know if it was just because Detroit. Mike, <laughs> well, they uh, they was they was around the ball, man. Right, yeah, I see your uh, I see your boy Barris got selected to the Pro Bowl. I think Barris he lead, he leading lead votes for defensive ends in the NFC. Man, know. he a bad man, boy. Oh yeah, no but way. I'm gonna tell you what, he gonna be another one that's gonna slide out to to, to the Patriots. You, you think y'all gonna let him go? I, don't, I think y'all will keep Barris. I don't think y'all him and him and Brown. I think y'all gonna keep them. Man, look, we, it's it's the reputation, man. It's the reputation. Yeah, but we got we got to remember that y'all got a new owner now, so we do got to keep that in mind. We gonna see. He, he ain't got no M's. He got B's. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we gonna damn. We gonna damn see. But good game overall, man. I uh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, let's get into these week twelve pickums. As of right now, the standards is I'm in first with 103 to 57. I think, yeah, 103 to 57. Then Mike and Johnny are tied at, in second with 101 to 59. So, you know, they still fighting, still battling it out. Really, they they kind of catching up with me. Um, let's go ahead and give it, get into these Thanksgiving Day games. First game, we got the uh, Texas and the Lions. Who y'all got in that one? The Texas and the Lions? Yes. But the, the way the damn Lions play, boy, we're going to go ahead and give it to the Texans. <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, I was going to say this is one of the worst uh, Thanksgiving slate of games I think I've seen in my lifetime. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go to Texans. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm right with the Texans, too. Uh, then we got, you know, the Washington football team versus the Cowboys. Who y'all taking in that one? Cowboys. What about you, Mike? I'm on the fence right now, but uh, Andy Dalton back. Yeah, but Andy Dalton is like Alex Smith, so. <laughs> but they that's why I understand why. That's why I understand why Mike on the fence. It's like they're not gonna lose on Thanksgiving, bro. No, I'm just saying Dallas, Dallas been kind of Dallas been playing kind of good lately, but um, yeah, go Washington. Yeah, I, just based I, on their defense, I like the. Young guys up front. 
that, that's what I was gonna base it off too, Mike. The, the defense uh, uh, of Washington, they 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 kind of they got them they got a motor, so I think they're gonna get out there and do that. Our game got postponed to Sunday, but um, I heard there was a lot call. of controversy over that too. Yeah, they didn't call the front office, bro. Yeah, <laughs> they had five people sick, and they get a they get a a game shift. Yeah, but I uh, I seen before we started recording that um it was the strength and conditioning coach he violated protocol, so I, I'm assuming that he caused the outbreak. I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna assume that. So he they punished him too. So I don't know, but we needed it. We needed it. We definitely needed it because we was gonna be short Thursday. But you know what I'm saying. I take it how I get it. But you know we will play Sunday. Uh, Ravens versus the Steelers. Who y'all taking in that? I'm taking the Steelers. Everybody healthy. Bring in the steel curtain. Um, I'm going to exempt myself from this one. Um, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Nah. Um, yeah, I'm going to exempt myself from this because I can't. I can't bring myself to say the Steelers gonna beat us. Um, we got. But the- you know they are. We got the Panthers and the Vikings, man. Who, who y'all taking in now? If your boy Teddy show up, he's showing out. If not, PJ gonna handle handle business. Mm. Mm. So you rocking with the, you rocking with your Panthers, right? Yeah, sir. Now listen. Uh, now I'm not worried about Kirk Cousins. Who I'm worried about is that damn running back they got. Yeah, that's why I said, mm, like. <laughs> You must have forgot about David Cook. Because I think we rank like 25th in rushing, rushing yards again. So I, I don't, you know, like he going to get his. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Who you but thinking? I'm still rocking with the Panthers, though. I think I'm going to take him a go with the, I'm going go with the Panthers right now, but. Just based off how the Vikings played against the Cowboys last week, they let me down. So I'm rock with the Panthers. Um, I'm I'm gonna rock with the Vikings just because playoff implications are on the line now. So if they lose, then they probably be out. But I'm rocking with the Vikings. Well, every more reason why we should win because we ain't, we ain't got nothing yeah, to lose. lose. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about us playing the Steelers right now. We really ain't got nothing to lose at this point. I mean, we still can lose. And make the playoffs if we beat the Browns, but right now we ain't got nothing to lose. Um, Mike, your uh, your Jazz are taking on the Browns. Who you ta- who y'all taking in that one? Taking the Browns. Half my team on IR, so I'm taking the Browns. Browns. Um, I wish y'all could do our dirty work for us, but you know, I- I'm I'm gonna rock with the Browns on that one. Um, the four o'clock game. Sunday, we got the Saints and the Broncos. Who y'all taking in that one? The Broncos. Mm. Mm. Sleeper, big sleeper. <laughs> Who you say, Mike? Saints. Yeah, I'm going to take the Saints. But you might be on something, Jack. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> even, though, even though we know you ain't going to pick the Broncos and the Pickham, but you might be on something. <laughs> But I'll be telling my business, boy. Uh, um, another four o'clock game. We got the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Who y'all taking in that? The Chiefs. 
So you ain't got no Jeez. faith in Brady. Huh? Y'all boys ain't got no faith in Brady. Boy, no, boy. Listen, I'm going to tell you what these games is about to be about for uh for Brady. This this karma shit. You know, every time he lose, he don't shake his opponents. Nobody hands. Yeah. His hands. Yeah. So watch this down surprise that's about to happen. Yeah. Now, if he lose and shake up, he'll win the next game. But if he lose and don't shake up, he's going to continue losing. Watch what I tell you. And, they, and, they, and you know the camp, they're going to put the camera on them every Sunday. They, they do it every time. They do it every yeah. time. Um, I'm, I'm going to rock with the Chiefs in this one, too, y'all. I'm going to rock with the Chiefs on that. Uh, the Sunday night game, we got the Bears and Green Bay. Who y'all taking in that? Ooh, where, where are we playing at? Green Bay. Ooh, it's going to be a cold day out there, boy. Yes, sir. You already know I'm rocking with the Chiefs here. Shout out to my boy, LT. You already know, bro. Already. Who you rocking with, Mike? Um, Packers. Yeah, I'm rocking with Green Bay, too. Uh, Monday night game, we got the Seahawks and the Eagles. Who y'all taking in that? Seahawks. Yeah. Mike, I'm pretty sure you're taking the Seahawks, too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Rocking with the Seahawks, too. Um... Let's get into some some college news. You know, uh, FSU and Clemson got canceled last week, and um, a big controversy came out. You know, uh, Dabo basically said we kind of made an excuse to not play them, that we were scared, basically, and all this. But I feel like your player the one that had COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like your player the one that had COVID. You let him get on the plane. He's been exposed to everybody. He spoke. Everybody else has been exposed to this dude. Why would another coach put his kids at risk to play y'all? That's how I'm looking at it. Even though we would have got blew out. I mean, ain't nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, we got our ass kicked by Miami. So we already been embarrassed this whole season. So uh, y'all coming in and beating us wouldn't have made no difference. I, I just feel like the coach was protecting the kids. Um, y'all got any thoughts on that? I mean, you, you said a mouthful. I'm like, it ain't even a, an argument. Like, it's not It's not an argument. Right. Like, the man was trying to protect his, his guys. And um, so far, certain schools have done away with it, and certain schools have not been able to handle it. So, yeah, kudos to the coach. Right. So, like, that's Dabo Ben Dabo thinking he above the law. You know, I've been on Dabo for a while. But, um, you know, he pulled the same stunt with Trevor Lawrence. You know, we had the discussion. He just got over COVID or whatever he was dealing with. Why well, put him on a plane and fly him to Notre Dame and sit on the sideline? Right. And put him at risk. So, Dab only care about one thing, and that's winning. Winning, yeah. And right. um, he's trying to get in the playoff, in the, the college playoff. And um, he's trying to get every win he can to keep up with the Alabamas. And uh, I ain't going to say the Ohio State because Ohio State missed games, and they still rank at number three. Yeah, or whatever. So, missing games is not gonna hurt you if you're that type team. But Dabo's all about winning, and for him to still be talking about it on Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, like, dude, it's over. Like, why you still oh, taking yeah. jabs at a program that's rebuilding? Like, you was there once upon a time. You ain't always dominated college football. So, all I gotta say is enjoy white lines because your day will come back around again. Oh yeah, okay. Mike, is that privilege? Is that what you call privilege? 
Nah, I just think that's just uh, what's the word? Uh, you've been you winning, so you think you can? You think you that guy now? So, you no. Know? Oh, you saying white privilege is privilege? Yeah, white privilege. No, nah, I don't think it's that nothing to do with race. That's just who Dabo is. Like I said, I've been off of him for a while. Um, y'all, y'all got any uh, hot takes from college? You know, before we move on. Mine and I, it's, it's amateur related, mm-hmm. but um, you know, past weekend I was seeing a lot of kids, you know, um, in Pop Warner Elementary, uh, AAU, getting rings now, as a for the championship. You know, our generation, we got trophies, plaques, medals. Uh, you know, we won a middle school championship. We got a bobblehead. Right. So, um, the different generations, it's, you know, it's just you know, everything changes. You know, year to year with your generations, whatever. So my question is, with kids winning rings so young, would that devalue the state championship ring when they get in high school? Because when we played, that was the ultimate goal because we, we knew we wouldn't get no ring other than if we won a state championship. So my question is, does that devalue the state championship with them winning rings at such a young age? Um, I, I think it does. I mean, at this point, at that point, it's nothing to look for but another ring in the box, you know? And uh, honestly, it's, it's a lot of guys that will kill to have the state championship, you know? Damn rest. But uh, yeah, it, it, I feel like it would devalue the state championship process. Uh, for some players, like I said, it would just be, you know, another piece of hardware they can throw on their drawer put at their mama's house or something like that. I'm going to say no, and it's because <clears throat> even though they're getting rings at a young age, um, I feel like winning the ring in high school <clears throat> kind of cements you a part of the high school history. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can you can say I was a part of the 2000, you know what I'm saying, state championship team. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody can't say that. So I feel like no it won't devalue it, but you know, it, it just depends on the mentality of the kids. You know what I'm saying? Cause I, I feel like with the recruiting process now, it's like, they getting looked at at such a young age. Like what, what do they have to look forward to? So I, I don't know, man. It, it's, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see. Cause like today I seen, I seen, um, some kids, they starting kids out with uh, Instagram pages, like young athletes having Instagram pages, like, like really, like, come on, man. I, I understand why they do it, but like, let let a kid be a kid too. You know what I'm saying? At the same time, so I don't know. Yeah, then you know, kids, like you said, even some young kids, they have even have some national rankings, like right. Kid in third, you know, fifth, sixth grade, they already rank number one in their class. Like, you know how? Right. You, you, it might that's be a late boom. It might be a late bloom that come through and surprise you. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like that's a, that's a lot of my kids. Yeah. Happens all the time. I don't know. That's a debate I was having with somebody. I don't know. You know, if it, if you would still have that same drive that we had, because that's all. You know, that's what we looked forward to. So I don't know. Yeah. Different generation. Especially if if you've been doing it with this like the same group of, of kids your whole. Right. Life like y'all been playing together y'all whole life and y'all just been winning like at one point you mm, 
because like you said, the way the kids' mentality is nowadays, it ain't all about winning. It's all about notoriety. You know what I'm saying? So, right. And, and Chris, I think you make a valid point in terms of, uh, you know, you making the statement that uh, that you can now say that you're a part of something. You know what I'm saying? You was part of this year's national championship, but do that really matter to some of them? Right. Right, right. Because if I if my name go down in the history book individually, I'm still there. You know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. So that's uh, some HBCU news that dropped this week. Uh, FAMU canceled their uh, upcoming basketball season. Uh, the women's program, anyway, they canceled their season. Uh, the CIAA has uh, considered opting out uh, of the spring season, which is set to start in January. Thought that was kind of interesting. I think at this point, with, with schools opting out, I think it's all about uh, money, the funding, and traveling. Like, I don't think these HBCUs will have the money to travel to put these kids in hotels to feed them. You know, so I feel like that's why a lot. Plus, protecting the kids, but I feel like that's kind of a main reason why they're starting to just shut it down. You know what I'm saying? So, Chris, I, I, I uh. I, I think they do have the money to do all that. I just think they don't have the money to do the, the extra, um, extra, extra precaution. Um, the protocols. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's going to be expensive, making sure they have masks, making sure everything is clean. You know, like, it's, it's, it, it can get expensive, you know what I'm right. saying? Making sure those tests it's uh you know being um uh, taken by those guys man you know i'm not sure if they're paying for them or not but you know ain't nobody getting nothing i'm gonna say that they might have the money but how would you get it back though but how would you rejuvenate it if there's no fans and yeah but i say because most of them doing no fans right now so like how would you rejuvenate that money that you're putting out even if you did have it and i also think they should have proposed the. Uh, them just playing the divisions like north, only north. The north play each other twice, home and away. Then you bring everybody in the bubble and have a CIAA tournament. tournament. I think they should do it that way, cause it's kind of the north and south is kind of generated based off location, so it won't be a lot of travel. You know what I'm saying? Cause Elizabeth City's in the north. We'll we'll go up to Virginia, Bowie, you know, close states. Right. Nearby, nearby schools. So they should. I think that's that's how I think they should do it. But you know. And didn't have a bubble format for the CIAA tournament. That would be an experience. It would. It would. Uh, North Carolina A and T and Winston Salem State have renewed their football rivalry starting twenty twenty four. They haven't played since Winston Salem State. Winston Salem State left the MEAC in two thousand ten. A and T leads the all time series. And this game usually generates almost 20,000 plus fans in the last last previous matchups that they have played. Um, I thought that was kind of dope because, you know, these two schools kind of proclaimed themselves as the best HBCUs in North Carolina. Um, so I thought that was pretty dope on them renewing, their, renewing that rivalry in uh, 2024. Definitely going to be uh, good to see. Yeah, hopefully everything's straight with COVID, man. Everybody can, uh, you know, attend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
that is a wrap for us, man. Uh, any any closing remarks from you, fellas? Yeah, man. Shout out to the uh, shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, what franchise today? They the coach passed away, man, after oh, collapsing man. at practice. So I just want to, you know, send my condolences to that team, to that family, to that, to that, to that coach, man. Uh, it's unfortunate that, um, that, you know, another soul is just, you know. Taken away by COVID, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely agree. Uh, anything for you, Mike? Um, just happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, be safe. If you do go to someone's house, be smart. Um, thank y'all for y'all support. Um, some some things are kind of left out of the HBCU news. Um, I seen that the IBM is forming a two million dollar partnership with uh, Alabama State. They kind of they starting a, a program which will focus on digital learning and technology skills for the students. So I thought that was pretty dope. I also seen them do a part partnership with another HBCU. I can't um, actually remember the name, but I thought that was pretty dope. I see, I've, I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of people donating to uh, HBCUs this past couple of weeks. I think I seen uh, Peyton Manning, Bill Mickelson. So I thought that was pretty dope that they, uh, you know, making those moves and donating back. Uh, HBCUs. Um, I also seen an interesting read on USA Today on why black college football co- why black college football coaches seldomly get a second chance. So if y'all ever if y'all get some time, you know, go check that uh, read out on USA Today. Um, but other than that, man, we definitely appreciate y'all support. Thank y'all for listening. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Lounge 167 Podcast. And we out. Pulling up, pulling up. Shut it down when I'm pulling up.